If you would stand with me in this place of worship as we reverence our Father and our King. I am so happy to see all of you that are here tonight and even those of you that are joining live. Do us a favor, hit like and share. We want to invite all of those that are looking for some place to kick it on a Monday night. Oh yeah. Our scripture tonight is coming from Psalms 103. Let all that I am praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he has done. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Spirit of the living God, tonight we say thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for who you will be in the days to come. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us tonight from the crown of our heads even to the soles of our feet. We thank you, Father, in this moment because you kept us and you covered us even throughout the course of last night. We honor your name, your sweet name, your merciful name, your redeeming name, the name that is still above every other name. Father, tonight in this place, we thank you for creating in us a clean heart and renewing the right spirit down within us. We honor you tonight in spite of what we've said, done, and thought that was contrary to your will. Your love still covered a multitude of sins. And for this, Father, we say thank you. And for this, we give you the praise. You are good and wonders are yours to perform. So in this place of praise, worship, and power, supersede our expectations for you. Come now in this place, Father, and fill us again. Fill us with your glory. Fill us with your power. Fill us with your anointing. We love you. It is our desire to love you ever the more. You are a great God. You are a sovereign king. You are a merciful redeemer. You are merciful in all of your ways. You've kept us from danger seen and unseen. You've kept our bodies in perfect peace. You've regulated our minds and you, God, became a shield of protection for us. And for this, we tell you thank you. And for this, we say thank you. And for that, we say thank you too. And for this, we give you glory. And for that, we give you the honor. You've kept us, oh God, from things that were coming to take us out. And you dispatched legions of angels around us. You did not allow the sickness to come nigh thy dwelling. And we give you all of the glory. And we give you the praise tonight because you are still good. And you're working things out on our behalf. Thank you, Father God, for coming in this place and renewing us, God, and restoring the joy of our salvation. We praise your holy name, your mighty name, your magnificent name. It's in the name of the Lord Jesus we've decreed a thing and we declared it is so and so it shall be. Will you celebrate the Lord all over this place? Oh, come on, let's lift up a worship. Come on and celebrate our Father, our God, and our King. 
in spite of what the enemy set against us, we are still defeated, undefeated tonight. We claim the victory. We have the healing. We have the prosperity. We are free in our minds. We are free in our spirits. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We thank God for freedom tonight. Freedom, freedom, freedom. You can take your seats. We thank you again for joining us. While we're in this spirit of praise and thanksgiving, I want you to do me a favor. Would you partner with me tonight for those of you that are here and those of you that are joining? Even if you don't have it financially, it's okay. The fact that you're here is more than enough. For those of you that are partnering with us, please go over to the lighthouse or tlccharlotte.com and hit the donate tab and be found giving however you choose to give. Be found giving. This is good ground and we're grateful for what the Lord is doing. How does it sound? Does it sound a little in and out? Okay. Praise the Lord. We thank God. I just want to make sure that you all can hear me. Would you do me a favor? Would you lift this song with me? I'll say yes, Lord. Yes. Uh-huh. To your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord. Yes. spirit and when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer and my answer will be yes Lord yes I'll say yes I'll say yes Lord yes to your will and to your I'll say yes and when your spirit and when your spirit and with my whole heart the depths of my soul yes Lord I want to give him a complete yes completely yes come on my soul my soul says yes let's lift that one more time yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my heart, to the depths of my soul, of my soul. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Completely yes. Completely yes. Oh, my soul. My soul says yes. I'll say yes. Say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your will. I'll say yes, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and 
filled when your spirit and when your spirit speaks to me when your spirit when your spirit speaks to me. when your spirit and when your spirit it sounds mighty good and when your spirit come on it's feeling mighty churchy when your spirit when your spirit when your spirit speaks to me yes lord when your spirit speaks to with my whole heart with my give him a yes tonight come on and celebrate him all over this place in this same spirit of yes tonight we want to bring up our pastor we're going to flow right into bible study but i feel god moving in such a special way and i don't know about you but all day long i've been with jesus and jesus has been with me and my answer is still yes lord come on help me celebrate our pastor barnes hallelujah Come on, let us look to the Lord. Let's give him praise and honor and worship him for he is worthy of the praise. He's worthy of the glory. Hallelujah. When my spirit speaks and my whole heart, I'll agree. Somebody tell the Lord yes. Somebody tell the Lord yes tonight. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord yes. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord. We give you glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. One more time. Can we give God praise for the presence and the power of God? Hallelujah. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll agree. And my Jesus Christ, it is because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. His passions fell not and his mercies are new every morning. Great is the Lord's faithfulness toward us. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. One more time. Hallelujah. Are you grateful for the keeping power of God? Come on. 
I'm not going to try to emotionalize anybody or push you further faster than you want to be, but is anybody grateful for the keeping power of God? They used to say he'll keep you if you want to be kept. Hallelujah. They said he'll keep you if you want to be kept. We serve a God that will keep us. He'll protect us. He'll provide for us. And he'll do exactly what we need him to do. And for that, we are so grateful and we're so appreciative of God's power and his grace. Well, thank God for another Monday night. It is Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth to every one of you. Amen. All right. We are, it is Juneteenth. I, I got I to do this right tonight. You know, because I've had one, two, three pastors in my life. And the second pastor is here, Apostle John Henry Jackson. <laughs> my beloved father-in-law is here. And he's worshiping with us tonight. And so many others. My nephews are back there. So glad y'all are in town from Columbia, South Carolina now. You're here to camp, hang out with us. And, of course, we honor the Lord for my wife, um, Elder Diane Marie Jackson Barnes. All of it. We were in Myrtle. We were in... Uh, what is it? Uh, we were in uh, Charleston the last couple of days on a little bit of a vacation, and I called the front desk and the hotel, and they said, Mr. Jackson? And I said, no, <laughs> because somewhere along the way, she still is Jackson. <laughs> oh, no. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's been a long time, almost 18 years, and I, only my children have my last name, but we praise God for deliverance. Amen. Amen. We thank God. One of these days, one of these days, you'll carry not just my heart, but my name. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We thank God for what he is doing. For all of you that are watching us live tonight, those that are with us, we are so grateful for the presence and the power of God being real and relevant and evident in this place. We are most certainly excited and grateful for where we are growing. Amen how God is growing us and maturing us and there's so many things that he is going to do for us that we have not yet been able to see or even develop but we are in great expectation for what God is going to do for us and for that we are eternally grateful again happy Juneteenth to all of the fathers happy Father's Day happy belated Father's Day I hope that you were treated with the love of the Lord and you experienced the presence and the power of God in the best way possible uh, tonight we are going to minister and teach uh, in a way, and I feel preachy, so you know, y'all, you know, if this air hold up, we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of church, and we're gonna get right on out of here. And I promise not to be here longer than I need to be, but I definitely want to make sure that we understand uh, what God is saying to us in this season. So, for those of us that have our Bibles, if you're looking at your phones or if you have a physical Bible, I want you to go to Exodus chapter number three, a very very familiar passage of Scripture, uh, but we are attempting to put a new coat of paint on an old wall so they say hallelujah you trying to find me some value thank you so much you gonna find it we are huh <laughs> no not enough i had to set this up myself so it might sound like i'm far away but the lord will get us through it all you know that's what he does and we are so grateful for the presence and the power of god hallelujah that sounds much better to me Praise God. Exodus chapter number three. I'm reading again from the, the Living Bible. So it may read a little different from your King James. I plan to read verses one through 11, perhaps, and then we'll stop there in Jesus' name. One day, as Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian out of the edge of the, of the desert near Horeb, the mountain of God, suddenly... 
the angel of Jehovah appeared to him in a flame and a flame of fire in a bush when Moses saw that the bush was on fire and it didn't burn up he went over to investigate then God called out to Moses 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 who is this Moses asked he says don't come any closer God told him take off your shoes for you are standing on holy ground I am the God of your fathers the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob Moses covered his face with his hands for he was afraid to look at God then the Lord told him, I have seen the deep sorrows of my people in Egypt and have heard their pleas for freedom from their harsh taskmasters. I have come to deliver them from, Egypt, from the Egyptians and take them out of Egypt into a good land, a large land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites live. Yes, the well of all of the people of Israel have risen to me in heaven and I have seen the heavy task of the Egyptians have oppressed them with now I'm going to send you to Pharaoh to demand that he let them go but I am not he says but I am not the person for a job like this Moses exclaimed verse 12 then God told him I will certainly be with you and this is proof that I am the one who sent you. When you have led the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God here upon this mountain. I said verses 11, but we're going straight to 12. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank and we praise you for this time and this moment that we have to share. We thank you for the illumination of your word. We thank you that we've come to this place to preach and teach and rightly divide your word. Now, God, we pray that you would hide me behind your cross, that your people might see here and receive what it is you have to say. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to talk tonight <clears throat> for the time that we have left from the topic, the extraction. Somebody say the extraction. The extraction. Today we celebrate Juneteenth. Uh, which Juneteenth is the, the official Juneteenth National Independence Day. It is now a federal holiday in the United States commemorating the emancipation of enslaved Africans, African Americans, deriving its name from combining June and 19th. It is celebrated uh, on the anniversary of the order by Major General Gordon Granger proclaiming freedom for slaves in Texas on June 19th of 1865, two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was issued, um, originated in Galveston. Juneteenth has since been observed annually in various parts of the United States, often broadly celebrating African-American culture this day was first recognized as a federal holiday not until 2021 when President Joe Biden signed the June 19th, uh, the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act into law after the efforts of Lula Briggs Galloway, Oprah Lee, and so many others. This is the day that we celebrate the official day of freedom uh, and independence from 400 plus years of bondage, slavery, and captivity. 
after the actual Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, it took two and a half years for African Americans to even know that they were free or free-ish. After being emancipated and oppressed, after the being emancipated, oppression is still an issue. Equality is still an issue. Unfair wages and cultural divides are still current battles. When gun violence and police brutality are being bred in our law enforcement agencies, along with privilege-driven political systems, we're freeish. You've seen growth, we see development, but there is still so much more that we can do, so much more that we need to accomplish. As a culture and as a people, there's been major advancements while still fighting and still struggling to keep our heads above water. It is said to admit, uh, it is sad to admit that from 1865 to now, with all of the efforts, with all of the marches, with all of the law changes and blood loss, we are still fighting the same fight. In June 19th, uh, June 19th, 1865 to June 19th, 2023, we come a long way, but we still have so much further to go. Uh, when we think about how much we've accomplished and how much more we still need to get done, only God can do it. Look at somebody and tell them, only God can do this. And only God will. There is, a, there is a deliverance that we need that won't come from a political decision or financial bailout. It'll only come from an act of God himself. Isn't it a blessing to know? Isn't it a blessing to understand that we serve a God who doesn't just see where we are, but he sees where we've been and he knows where we're going. He can see the obstacles in front of us and the potential problems and every possible threat. So he plans an extraction to get us out of the snare of the fowler and ply us from the grips of the enemy. Tell somebody I'm ready for my extraction. Now, this is motivated by Juneteenth, of course, but inspired by a film I watched the other day uh, starring Chris Helmsworth, a Thor, called The Extraction. It seemed befitting to explore this familiar text that mirrors the life that we currently live now. Now, the movie is about a black market mercenary who has nothing to lose and is hired uh, to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned uh, international crime lord uh, by the murky underworld of weapons and dealers and drug traffickers at already as an already deadly mission approaches what would seem to be impossible now we never see the person who hired the mercenary but we see him risk his own life to extract a young man and his family from imprisonment and captivity the opportunity of death is at every corner, but the mission has to be completed because failure is not an option. We serve a God who can't lose. I'm going to give you a moment there to just take a moment to think about what I just said. We serve a God who can't lose and will not allow you to stay in any place longer than he intended for you to be there. We serve a God who's move, who'd move heaven and earth to see his children go free. Any challenges or obstacles that prevent us from worshiping freely had an expiration date attached to it. He tells Moses, I need you to free my people so that you, so that they can worship me. Now, although in the New Testament, all throughout the New Testament, the healings and deliverances that we experience were for the purpose of worshiping and admitting back 
to society. If you look back in the New Testament, if we consider all of the things that happened, we see all of the commandment of the, uh, I'm sorry, in the Old Testament, we see one of the first commandments of God, which is to be fruitful and multiply. So that the Bible says that the woman with the issue of blood could not contribute until she had been freed or delivered. The blind man that was sitting by the side of the road could not contribute to society or, or produce a family because he was blind and couldn't do so. Neither could any of the lepers that Jesus encountered. Jairus's daughter had to become of age and be able to grow so she had to be healed of her sickness and could not die where she was because she had to become of age to produce. The father's son in Mark 9 would have to be delivered in order, the father's son in Mark 9 had to be delivered in order to be able to worship God and worship God freely. David said he, he would not be able to worship God and do what it is he was commanded to unless he had the opportunity to kill a giant and to have access into what would make him the next king. God is always going to produce deliverance by way of extraction to get his people back from bondage and available for freedom. He wants to make sure that whatever you have been bound in, he wants to give you the opportunity of freedom so that you can worship him in spirit and in truth without the conflict of whatever has been binding you so whatever is an issue for you God says I got to move it out of the way that's why he can't allow us to deal with financial calamity and crises for too long because it affects how we worship that's why he can't allow us to deal with sickness and other issues in our body longer than what we need to because it affects our worship he wants to make sure that whatever is binding you whatever is keeping you out of his presence and out of his place that he produces a level of deliverance a distraction or an extraction so that you can come out of a place of bondage to a place of freedom this level of deliverance that God is getting ready to produce for his people is not for the purpose of just having something to do because God has plenty to do but this next deliverance that he is getting ready to ensure on his people is for the purpose of us getting back into right fellowship with him because what the enemy has tried to do is try to pull us out of praise and pull us out of worship. He's tried to disconnect us from a relationship with God that should automatically be secure so he says I'm going to do an extraction to get you out of what's been keeping you away from me. See the people of Israel were bound in captivity they were slaves under Pharaoh's rule and they could not worship any other gods outside of the gods that Pharaoh worshiped. So God says, I want you to get my people out so I can send them to a place where they can worship me freely. He wants to make sure that whatever is going on in your life, you have the opportunity, the freedom, and the liberty to be able to worship God in spirit and in truth. Tell somebody, I'm ready for my extraction. I've been too far from God. I've been dealing with what I've been dealing with longer than I really want to. And I want to be free to be able to praise him. I want to be free to lift my hands without regard. I want to be free to be able to tell God thank you without judgment or ridicule and criticism because after all it is because of him that I live. It's because of him that I move. It's because of him that I have my being. And I know if I don't know anything else I owe him a praise. <laughs> Look at somebody and tell him it's time for me to get my deliverance tonight. We serve a God that can't lose. We serve a God that always comes through. So in Psalms 124, a psalm of David expresses his gratitude and appreciation through worship for the deliverance of God from his enemies. He said, we, wouldn't, we would have been swallowed alive. We would have drowned, he says, 
Blessed be the Lord who have not given us as prey to their teeth. He says we escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. He deals with being overwhelmed by the hand of the enemy. But God calls for an extraction to get them out. All of us can testify. All of us can testify of our own personal deliverances. Some of us from the bondage of sin some of us from the grips of addiction from the dangers of an aggressive abusive relationship but be it physical or emotion some can testify of being extracted extracted from a life ending car accident but somehow or another you worked your way out and walked out without a scratch on your head and there are some of us that are in mental depressions of grief and uh, mental imprisonments of grief and depression though it may looks fine on the physical appearance but the internal man is dying on a daily basis and when you look back you look back on various uh, life experiences that you can testify that God could get me out of that he can get me out of this some of us can testify of being trapped in our own vices and devices but when you look back on that experience you can testify that only God got me out of that I was going through but nobody but the Lord delivered me nobody but God was able to rescue me from what I got myself into some of us may not really know how to put a name on it or a title on it but God said I want you to know that I extracted you I got you out of the hand of the enemy and I've given you another opportunity to worship me another opportunity to praise me another opportunity to give me glory because this is the day that you will receive your peace he says only God can do it no one else had the power or the desire or the wherewithal to deliver me from years of bondage and captivity. Truth is, while some of us are products of bad decision making, some of us are some of our generational attachments. He says some of the stuff is not about what you did, but it's in your bloodline. It's coming through your heritage. Some of the bondage and captivity that we are in right now is not because of something that you did or something that you said. It's because of something that happened before you got here. He says, which can potentially be unknown. So God says, I'm going back into your genealogy and I'm disconnecting you from attitudes and practices of the days of old and delivering you into a place of peace and prosperity. He said, you are walking into an extraction. I don't know why God gave me this word for the month of June, but he wants some of us to walk into a supernatural level of deliverance before 2024 gets here that delivers us once and for all y'all ain't gonna talk to me tonight he said this deliverance that we are getting ready to experience will mean that this is the last time that we will ever have to face what we faced before this next deliverance that God is bringing us out of poverty and brokenness and depression and sadness and fear and pain and anxiety and brokenness and all of the other issues that have been keeping us out of praise and out of worship he says when I deliver you tonight you will never have to deal with this again there are some things that God is getting ready to usher us into that the past can't go with us so he says I have to do what I did for the the Israelites in Egypt and I got to deliver you up and out of bondage and captivity there are two motions that we're going to discover tonight while we're talking he didn't say I'm going to get them out he says I'm going to bring them up and get them out some of you have been down in your depression some of you have been down in your poverty but God says I'm coming to deliver you up and out of whatever you were in look at somebody and tell him I'm coming out in two motions he's going to get 
get me up and he's going to bring me out. Y'all ain't talking to me. So many people may want to see you down, but God says, I can't leave you down there. In order for me to get you out, I got to get you up first. I got to get you up first. That This is your extraction season. There's seasons for sowing and reaping. Time to mourn, time to cry, time to laugh, time to dance, everything. But he says, this is your extraction season. So in our text, and I'm almost through, we see the master deliverer plan the extraction of the children of Israel. He has a meeting with the fugitive named Moses who has a stammering tongue. God will use, and I want you to take this home with you tonight, God will use the most unlikely candidate to usher you into your next. You have to be careful how you treat people in this season. This is what the Lord told me. He said, you got to be careful how you treat people in this season because you really don't know who God is going to use to get you to your next. He said, we have a tendency to use, he has a tendency to use our enemies for the purpose of our elevation. That's why the scripture says he'll make your enemies your footstool. This is not a suggestion of reclining or resting, rather. It's use, he said, you're going to use them as a ladder or an assist to take you higher. This is why canceling and cutting people off in this season won't be necessary. He says, I want you to use them for what they're worth. He says, if you're trying to see if they're trying to see you fail you need to let them stick around so they can see you succeed so they can see you experience the blessings and the abundance of God that he has on your life you don't need to be mad at your haters you don't need to be upset or agitated or irritated with people that consider themselves your enemy God says keep them around that's why he says he'll make a table before you in the presence of your enemy that's why the Bible says to let the wheat and the tear go together and that he will do the separation you don't have to cut nobody off in this season let them have a front row seat to what God is getting ready to do so that they will know for sure that it was nobody but God I don't know why I keep saying this, but I feel like somebody's going to have a nobody but God testimony before the month is out. Somebody's going to be able to testify that nobody but God did that. I didn't, I didn't get approved. I didn't qualify. I didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough background, but nobody but God could give me what he gave me. And if it's the last thing I do, I will bless the Lord at all time. Come on, where's my church? And all of his praises shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad all magnified he said you're gonna have a nobody but God did it testimony he said keep them around don't get rid of your enemies don't block them don't 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 ignore them let them comment on your photos let them like your posts and your pictures let them talk because they're gonna watch where you are but they'll have no other choice but to watch you go up they can say whatever they want to say they can talk about you as much as they want to talk about you but they can touch not the anointing of God and do his prophets no harm when you have been sealed by God come on we've been talking about identity for the last two weeks but when you have been sealed by God when you have been protected by God there is no demon in hell that can change who you are to him come on somebody here there's no devil in hell that can make God change his mind about you when you have been protected by God it doesn't matter what their truth is it doesn't matter what the facts are the truth is you are his and he is yours God says Moses he talks to him in the form of a burning bush on the backside of Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. He says, Moses, 
I'm sending you back to Egypt. I'm sending you back to the place of your greatest mistake. Hear me, y'all. He says, I'm sending you back to the place that you're most least likely to go to on your own. I'm sending you to Egypt where the people want to kill you. I'm sending you back to the darkest time of your life. But I'm sending you with protection and purpose. He says, I'm sending you with power and authority. I'm sending you back with a clean slate. Somebody ought to praise him. I'm washing away your transgressions and making you right before me so that the work can be done. God says, my purpose will outweigh your past and my plan will take the place of your pain. He sends him back, not as Moses the murderer, but as Moses the deliverer. The Holy Ghost told me to tell whoever will be listening to me tonight, I'm sending you back. And he says, when I send you back this time, I'm sending you back with a new respect. Come on. He says, I'm sending you back with more than what you left with. So Moses now has reservations. He is in fear of his own abilities and he questions the methods of God. He questions uh, the quality of his involvement. He says, I'm slow in speech, but God said, but don't worry, Moses, because I'll have your brother Aaron to go and speak for you. He says, what if they don't believe me? And he says in chapter four, but then the Lord says, what's in your hand? And the Bible says, he says, it's a rod. He says, cast it on the ground. When he cast the rod on the ground, the Bible says that it turned into a serpent. And then God tells him, pick the rod up by the, pick the, the serpent up by the tail. And when he picks it up by the tail, the Bible says that it turns back into a serpent again. And then he tells him, if that's not enough for you, he said, take your hand and put it in your bosom. And when he puts his hand in his bosom, he pulls it out and it is covered with leprosy. And he puts it back in his bosom again. And when he pulls it back out again, it is full and it's healthy again. He says, I want you to understand that by this declaration, by this example, I'm providing for you a way of escape. He says, I'm giving you this example for your next assignment so that you know that you're not going in your own strength. He says, if you're going in my name, you got to go in my power. He says, if I send you, I have to make sure that you understand and see the grace and the mercy that's on your life. He says, I want you not only to see my healing power to change the elements and take one thing and make it something else, but I want you to be able to see the power that I have to heal whatever issues might be going on. He says, I want you to go, but I want you to go in my strength. And here's what the Lord told me to tell you on my way out of here as we move into the next season of our lives, into this next dimension of deliverance. He says, I want you to go in my strength. I don't want you to do anything on your own, but I want you to go knowing that he that has begun a good work shall perform until the day of Jesus. I know you got a lot of naysayers and a lot of people that don't want you to succeed. I know you got a lot of people that are rooting for you to fail just so they can cross their arms and say, I told you so, but the Bible says huh, that if he starts it, he's able to finish it. He's not just going to get you there but he's going to walk you through the entire process he says Moses I'm sending you back to where you think you don't belong sending you back to a place because my people need you. He says, I'm not going to send you back the way you left, but I'm going to send you back better. I'm going to send you back better and stronger and more powerful and more wiser. He says, you might not think that you are worth it. You might not believe that you have the ability or the capacity to, but when your will huh, lines up with my will, nothing is impossible to them that believe. He says, Moses, I'm sending you back with power. Come on, somebody say power. 
And I'm sending you back with power to get my people out of slavery. He says, I'm sending you back with power to get my people out of bondage and captivity. He says, it won't be easy, but I'm going to be there with you. And he says, when I strike them with my hand this time, they'll have no other choice but to let my people go. He says, what I want you to understand about what I'm trying to do now as I'm trying to prove to your enemies that what's working for you is much better than what's going to work against you. Look at somebody and tell them, I got somebody on the inside. Yes, that's so much stronger, that's so much better than anybody that's going to work against me. He said 10,000 shall fall at that right hand. Can I get a witness in here? The Bible says that David, that Moses listened to God. And he said, I'm going now to obey the voice of God. Because God promises deliverance. And he says that this deliverance is going to be guaranteed how do I know it because the Bible says he says when you go and get them out I want you to come back to this mountain and worship me here look at somebody near you and tell them this deliverance is guaranteed this way out is is guaranteed there is no secret to what God can do what is done for others he will do for you he says don't worry about how heavy it is don't be concerned about how heavy the pressure is this is not just a Monday it's not just another June 19th he said but this is your extraction day this is your day of deliverance you ain't got to tell nobody but tap yourself on the chest and say this is mine my day of deliverance I shall come from this pure gold after I've been tried in the fire yeah he said this is your day of deliverance whatever plan of the enemy it's been cancelled whatever plot the enemy has set in motion it's been cancelled lift your hands and shout I am delivered and I'll never go back to that again not that relationship not that dead end job ah I'm never going back again he says I've heard your cry I've seen your affliction and I've heard your cry come down to deliver you. You got to know that you are connected to God. That he considers you to be his own. He's never come down off of his throne. He says, I'm coming down to deliver you. I'm sending Moses as an extractionist. I'm sending him to be the extinction, extension of my hand. And I'm going to make sure he sends ten plagues and even after Pharaoh decided not to let the people go, the Bible says, he says, I want you to get the people of Israel and I want you to tell them to get the blood of lamb. Put it on the hinges of the doorposts. That way when the death angel come, he'll have to pass over. 
Pharaoh was so irritated, annoyed, and afraid. He said, take these people to get out of heaven. Here's what I love, Apostle. Here's what I love, Daddy. The Bible says that before he said, he said, I want you to tell them all to go to their neighbors and borrow articles of silver and gold. He says, because this next deliverance, you're not going out empty-handed. God, I wish I had somebody that was excited about it. He says, this deliverance that he's producing for you, you won't go out empty-handed. Look at somebody and tell them, I'm getting ready to have more. Work for more than I can earn, more than I can do anything with. God says, I'm getting ready to send you out. So when you get into your next, you'll already have a level of wealth. He said, He's gonna cause men to give to you, press down, shaking together, and running over. He said, This is your excellence. You've been bound by religion, you've been bound by public opinion. But God says, I'm getting ready to deliver you into a place of freedom and liberty, liberty and freedom, freedom and peace, so that you can officially do what God has called and instructed you to do. And it's happening now. Lift your hands and receive that deliverance right now. We are in extraction right now. Come on. We're in extraction right now. We're in extraction right now. He says, I've seen your affliction. And I've heard your cry. Some of us have private petitions before God that we don't even want to tell the closest people to us. Some of us are dealing with issues right now that we don't even want to mention to the people that are closest to us. But God says, I have seen your affliction and I have heard your cry and I'm coming down to deliver you. Some of us have issues so deeply rooted in our spirits that we don't even want to verbalize it in prayer. But God says, I have heard your affliction and I've seen he says I've seen it I've heard it I've seen it and I've heard it I already know before you can verbalize what you're feeling before you can verbalize what you've been dealing with I already know and I've come down I'm coming down I'm coming down to deliver you this is your moment of deliverance this is your exodus this is your extraction point he says right where you are right where you are I'm coming to get you out I'm coming to get you out bound by people's opinions and ideas of us have forced us to live based off of what they approve but God says I want to free you from them I want to free you from that because I need you to be able to hear my voice more clearly I need you to be confident enough in my role as your father to submit to whatever my call and command is. He says, I gotta get you out because I need you to worship me freely. I gotta get you out because I need you to be able to worship me openly without fear and regard, without concern of how they're gonna look at you. Because they didn't regard your gift. Because they didn't respect my hand on your life. You put it in a box but God said, what I gave you, I never took from you. And I need you to be free to utilize and work and function in that gift because it's your season and it's your time to do so. And because somebody has need of what I've placed inside of you. Find your place of extraction because deliverance is going to meet you there. Hanamana 
This word has been ringing in my spirit for the last couple of days. And today was a struggle and I knew God was going to do something miraculous because it was a struggle for me to be able to focus and do what I needed to do. But I pressed through it because the Lord told me you need to tell the people, you need to let them know that what I did for my people in Exodus, what I did for them back in Egypt, I'm going to do for them right now. Some of us have been in Egypt for too long. We've been worshiping, but been in Egypt. We've been praising, but been in Egypt. We've been giving, but been in Egypt. We have been in Egypt. We have been oppressed by people. And that's why Juneteenth is so special to our African-American culture. Because it releases to us the day of extraction. The day that they decided to say, you know what? You are no longer a slave to that history, to that season, to that point of your life. You are free to go about that. We're still struggling. But God said, who the Son has set free. Is free indeed. The freedom that God has placed on our lives cannot be taken, but you can give it away. God told me to tell you, don't give your freedom back. He said, don't give the enemy your freedom again. Keep your freedom, keep your liberty, keep your peace, keep your joy, keep what God has given us, keep your faith said no man take my life but I lay it down the same authoritative power of God for him to keep and take his life would be the same authoritative power that you have to keep your peace to keep your freedom to keep your liberty to keep your joy to keep your smile that the enemy has been trying to snatch and take from us never again never again will I walk in that level of bondage the other week depression had me so far down I wasn't going to do this ever again not because I was bothered by this and not because I was intimidated by who showed up and who didn't show up but just life just got the best of me it took me hours to get up and actually address the fact that I was depressed couldn't verbalize it couldn't really put a pin on where it was coming from but it hit me hard and the Lord told me to tell he said if you get up from here I'll never let you go back there again he says it's time for you to get up from that place of and captivity this is your extraction point this is your point I don't even need you to hold up oh she kind of the Baha'i he says I don't even need you to move I'm gonna come to where you are lift you up and pull you out where do we see it we saw it in the New Testament when Peter walked on the water and started sinking and he said Lord save me and Jesus went to him and pulled him up and got him out of the, the place that he was getting ready to drown because of his own fears he says wherever you are I don't need you to move I'm gonna come right there oh, somebody told you you can't find God where you are but the Lord told me to tell you he's gonna come and meet you at your own point of need he's coming to that job he's relationship he's coming in that home he's coming he's coming right where you are and he says wherever you are I'm gonna meet you right there I love you so much to come down to deliver you if you'll receive woo, this level of deliverance tonight listen some of us got to be delivered from self he says, I'm coming down into your spirit and your soul, and I'm going to get you out of you. I'm going to get you out of your own way, and I'm going to put you where I need you to be. Somebody here tonight, 
somebody watching, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know I'm talking to you. You have settled in your own bondage. You've settled in a place that God only wanted you to pass through. You've gotten comfortable in captivity. And God says, in order for me to deliver you, you got to be ready to go. Take a moment. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to think about whatever has been binding you, whether it's fear, doubt, worry, whatever it is. He says, I want you to decide tonight that I don't want to be here any longer. If you can make that declaration to God, he says, I'll get you out of it. If you're tired of not having enough, if you're tired of being overlooked, overworked and underpaid, if you're tired of not having the love that you feel like you desire, you deserve, he says, make that declaration that I'm trying to get out of this tonight. And he says, I will come and meet you where you are. And I will restore the years. The proper word stolen, the locusts have taken from you. I'm going to deliver you tonight. I'm going to deliver you. This is your exodus. This is your path. You are in your extraction point. And God is going to get you out. Every hand lifted. Hallelujah. He says, some of us dug your own traps. They put Joseph in the pit, but some of us jumped in the pit on our own. But I'm going to make sure that I have someone to come and get you out of that pit because you have a meeting at the palace. Your life, if you'll receive this in the spirit, your life is getting ready to change. I don't know who this is for, but the Lord said your life is about to change. And it's going to change because you've decided to cling to God and release and let go of whatever's been holding you back. I keep seeing an individual in a tug of war where God has his hand stretched out, but there's a force with a belt, a rope around your waist pulling you backwards. And the elements and the force of this enemy, of this contrary force is pulling it's pulling and the Lord says I'm not going to fight against that but if you decide I'll make them release you some of us have been held back from places and people that we thought we already let go of he says but if you decide I'll make them release you that's what he did for the Israelites. He said, once I put my hand on the Egyptians, they'll have no other choice but to let them go. Put God on it. Put God on them. No witchcraft, no black magic, no spiritual wickedness in high places has no place in the power of God. Deliverance is real tonight. And the presence of God is on me. I feel the presence of God in this room. He's here right now. 
Lord Jesus, we thank you tonight for this moment and this time that we've had to share in your word. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for power. We thank you for peace and prosperity. All of that. But what we thank you for most, God, is your ability to come and get us out. It's been tough down here. It's been rough down here. We've been dealing with more than what we really want to deal with. But God, you said that you have seen our afflictions and you heard our cry. And you are coming down to deliver us. So we receive your deliverance tonight. We receive that breakthrough. We receive that peace. God, don't allow us to lose another night of sleep. Don't allow us to feel like we need to self-medicate in order to receive and feel any level of peace. You are our peace. You are our strength. You are our joy. You said you're going to delight yourself in our way. And we want to give you the desires of our heart. So, Father, we submit our will to yours. And we say whatever you want to do, do whatever you have to do, God. But just don't do it without us. God, we are in your presence and we want to receive from you tonight. We honor your sweet name. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Come on, just worship him really quickly. Come on, worship the Lord really quickly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. Come on, sing it with me. No more chains. Oh, my soul is. If you know it, sing these chants. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Sing it one more time. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I am. No more chain. Yeah. 
you so much. We are so grateful. Oh, God, I feel free tonight. I feel, I feel free tonight. I feel like that was my last season going through that. Hallelujah, Jesus. I feel like that was my last season experiencing that. I feel like that was my last season experiencing that level of pain. That was my last season feeling that disconnected. Hold on. That was my last season. We didn't even leave church, but I feel like we crossed over into something. Hallelujah. Somebody take a deep breath. Release that last season. Release that pressure off of your shoulder. Release yourself from that last season. Because where you're going is going to be a whole lot better, a whole lot brighter, a whole lot lighter, a whole lot more peaceful. Some of y'all ain't danced all year, but God says I'm going to give you a new dance. tonight for word and worship for being with us in this place in the presence I wish you were here with us physically to feel this presence but I believe the Lord spoke directly to you even through the live we are not here because we have nothing else to do every preacher should have Mondays off but I chose to be the day that we're going to work and we're going to do ministry we have so much more that we are going to do and we are believing God for the supernatural Hallelujah. To take place in the Lighthouse Church, Charlotte. We are going and we are growing higher heights and deeper depths. God is going to deliver us and take us into where we need to be. He has set us in this region because there's a people that need what we have. And he's going to continue to do so. I want us as a membership, as a group, as a body to prepare for the masses that are coming. The Lord showed me droves of people. Droves of people that have been tired of manipulative leadership that are tired of feeling like they are just pieces of furniture that have no place, no value, and no set place. 
He said that we were to create a place of safety and refuge. The original intent and the vision of this house is to create a place of safety and refuge. A lighthouse is a place where people can run to when they need safety and refuge. We are going to show love. We're going to spread the word. And we're going to shed light. We're going to continue to do what God instructed us to do. And we're going to do it with the best of our ability. I want to encourage, invite, and give everyone an opportunity, those that are physically in the building and those that are watching live, that if you want to be a part of this ministry, we want to have you here. We want you to join. We want you to be a part. We want you to decide that this is the place that I want to be. I want to be your pastor. I want to love on you. I want to help you with the next phase of your, your ministry life, your next phase of your relationship with God. We all have to take a step. We all have to take a moment and accept the Lord Jesus as our personal Savior. And we do so by saying, Lord, save me. And he said that he will. So if that's you, if you're watching online, if you're in the room, come on. Come on, we want, we want you to be a part of this fellowship. We want you to be a part of this because it's getting ready to grow and it's getting ready to develop to something. Come on here on the infancy stages. Walk with us through this process as we are starting to build and progress in ministry. If you're watching online, send us a message, send us a DM and say, hey, listen, I've been watching, I've been supporting, I've been a part, and I, I want to physically be a part. I want to be a part of Lighthouse Church Charlotte. And we will contact you back directly. Nobody else works to the social media page but us. That's why you don't see too much because I don't have the time. God's going to get us through it. Amen? So when you send us a message, we're going to respond. Either me or she or we are going to do it. Amen. I want to give you an opportunity to also grow with us uh, in the area of finance. I don't spend a lot of time talking about money because I really do believe God is going to provide, but there is a law attached to giving it that whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. And if you've ever sown in faith and you've been consistent and diligent at it, then you know for sure that you can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. The Bible says that he's going to cause men to give to you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He's going to cause them to give to you. That means people are just going to run up to you and start shoving money in your chest. They're going to just walk up to you and give you stuff that you didn't work for or didn't earn. I want you to partner with us in giving. We said that you can, of course, go to the website at the Lighthouse Church, the Lighthouse clt.com and you can see the ways to give there but of course we have Givelify, Cash App and Zelle the Cash App is Dollar Sign Lighthouse CLT the Givelify of course and Zelle is the Lighthouse Church Charlotte INC you can be found giving there we've had so many people that are not a part of the ministry that have given that have sown uh, from other parts of the country between Georgia Philly, New York, New Jersey uh, uh, Virginia, people that have been sowing and giving, and we are so grateful. I had a conversation with my mother the other day, and uh, a woman who is a mother figure or aunt figure said to my mother, we need to start putting money to the side. We need to start building kingdom. And my mother said, well, what are you talking about? She says, we need to put money to the side now so when Tro Troy and Diane find a building, we can sow a generous amount of money. People that we don't talk to on a daily basis. People that are not physically here in the building are attaching themselves to the vision. And I believe as a, as, a, as a result of that, we have a responsibility to continue the work that the Lord has started in us. So we want you to partner with us and we want your seed to be blessed. We want your house to be blessed. The Bible says 
that your tithe will rebuke the devourer. So when you tithe, whatever's going to try to eat up your money, God's going to rebuke it. So the 90 that you live off of will be blessed because you gave God the 10. I'm sowing tonight. My family is sowing tonight. I want you to do it. Those of you that, that this might be your week to tithe, and maybe it's next week, but this is your week to give. Whatever that seed is, I'm not going to put an amount on it, but I want you to feel encouraged and motivated and empowered. People have just been sending money on off days. Somebody sent us a, a seed yesterday. We weren't in church yesterday. I was at the beach. I was. But the Lord sent people. He's sending people. He's sending help. I was in prayer mode and I said, Lord, send help. Send people to help undergird the ministry so that we're not stressed or overwhelmed by any financial burden. We have to pay for the space that we're in. We have to pay for whatever space we're going to. We have to pay for the streaming service that allows us to bring ministry to you and we want your help. We need your help to be able to do it and do it with excellence and precision. I'm going to bring somebody to play the drums one day. A guitar, bring in singers and all of those other things that we have in normal worship services, but it takes financial resources to be able to do that. And what I will never do is be overwhelmed. We're going to do it in excellence and we're going to do it right. So wherever that seed is, whatever you have, feel free to sow it now. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for these seeds that are being sown. We know and we believe that these people, that your, per that your people are sowing into good ground. Oh God, we pray that you would give it back to them like your word says, some 40, some 60, some 100 fold. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for a quick turnaround. We thank you for a fast harvest. In the name of Jesus. Now God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable, O oh Lord, in my strength and my redeemer. All who agree with this prayer, come on, say hallelujah and amen. We thank you so much. We will be back here next Monday night. We want to invite you to join us for prayer this Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. for prayer and impartation. We're on for all of 15 minutes.